Welcome back to Blackout Radio. This has been an absolute event. We've had some brilliant guests so far. We've been joined by Kayleen Langford, an entrepreneur, an author, a woman of many dashes and slashes. Uh, before that, we had Lawani George, who is um, my auntie and also works here at the university. She's an absolute stallion in the political field if you ever want to have a yarn to worry about that. But right now, I'm joined by someone who is so beautiful inside and out, someone who I appreciate genuinely, someone who is such a talented filmmaker. It is insane and has such an eye for story that I don't even think they realize how good they are sometimes. I'm joined by Louis Goldbold. Godbold. Sorry, your name is really hard for me to say. <laughs> because in my head I'm like, God blood. <laughs> you just have one of those names. That's iconic. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. It's oh, it's an absolute pleasure to see you. It's been too long, girl. It's been, honestly. It's, it's been literally been a month. <laughs> oh no not a month and you know why we probably haven't seen each other for Mm. that long is because louis gave me covid excuse me you gave me you gave me covid no 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 no. (laughs) the root came from you because you got it off your boss (laughs) oh gosh what a time to be alive honestly fourth time's a charm apparently my uh (laughs) immune system is not having a good you know what I've only had it oh. once before that, mm. that whole time. And you know when I got it? At the very beginning when I went to Spa, which is the um, Screen Forever producers um, big event thing oh in gosh. Melbourne. When it first started, that's when I got COVID. That whole time, oh my all those years, <laughs> I have not had COVID until hanging out with you. So believe me when I say this, I am not the issue. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't Here's mean sickness. it. I promise. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! No, um, I am deeply sorry. I apologize Thank for you. my uh, contagiousness. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happens, unfortunately, when you overwork yourself and uh, <laughs> you overwork yourself. You hang out with other sickly pebble. Oh, what is it pleblians? <laughs> I like that word. Plebeian. Plebeian. Yeah. Is it? Or Peblian. No, it's Plebeian. Plebs. Yeah. Yeah, Plebs. Yeah, yeah Plebs. Mm. Yeah. With a Z. It's... Wow. Scots. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so for the people who are listening, please tell us who you really are. And also, how to pronounce your last name. Because <laughs> I'm your friend and mm. I still struggle. <laughs> You're my soul sister and still... <laughs> Hey soul sister. Hey soul sister. Oh dear God. Send help. Um, Yes. Well, hi. My name is Louis Godbold. Um, But yeah, I am a, uh, you know, just just vibing out here. Um, uh, (laughs) My name is Louis, and I'm a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Ash. No, you've got to give people what they want. Yes, yeah. yes. Give the fans what they want. Um, okay, so my name is Louis Godbold. Um, I am a, you know, part filmmaker, part creative, 
full-time goofball over here. Um, silly goose. Silly goose vibes yeah. all around. Um, but yeah, and also a bartender on the weekends. So that's fun. Um, Gotta make a dollar holler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta pay them bills. Yeah, um, I respect the hustle. I'm all for it. Mm. Um, so who's your mob, Louis? So my mob uh, is Darug, Darug mob. Um, but I also grew up uh, with Dark and Jung mob up on the Central Coast. Um, but yeah, Central that was Coast. yes, <laughs> an experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which was you know it was. It was such an incredible experience, like, um, growing up with such a, like, such an in, an immense connection to culture and community um, right from the get-go on the Central Coast, which is, you know, surprising for up there, you know? It is really <laughs> surprising, especially when you mm. think about, if you're thinking about the stereotypical, mm. you know, Central Coast person, you're mm. thinking Utes. You're thinking beach blonde hair. Mm-hmm. You're thinking <laughs> tanned thongs, mm. and maybe an Australian cross. <laughs> yeah, and maybe Australian wrong. cross tattoo. Like it's oh, not plenty of those running around. It's not honestly. inaccurate, but surprisingly, mm. there is such a huge indigenous community there that are mm. very open and very vocal, mm. and they don't simply ask to be seen. They're like, "Oh, you're seeing us." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unapologetically, yeah. and it's it's honestly incredible. Like the uh, you know every year we would go, um, we would travel up to Kempsey Way, and right. yeah, just connect with thousands upon thousands of you know indigenous people from all up the east coast, um, and yeah, just hold like a dance, dance and you know music festival essentially, uh, which was I love that. Oh, it was so. Heck and wholesome. Um, and just to have that connection to, yeah, to community was just, was everything. Um, but yeah, you know, having bloody dance classes, you know, every, every off I literally week. forget that you are, you've mm. done dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which isn't mm. like... I don't know. For the people who are like listening in wherever you're listening to, mm. Louis is quite the dapper gentleman. Uh, Louis is surprisingly <laughs> not wearing their cap. I they know. usually wear like a Peaky Blinders cap. <laughs> oh lost it God, on a night out. I know. I was playing basketball, Vic at the park. Honestly, <laughs> it was well, a shame job. <laughs> I would describe Louis' aesthetic to be sort of a camp rainbow peaky blinder mm. with a little I bit of a that. 60s aesthetic sort of woven in there yeah like it <laughs> it's not inaccurate i don't think so <laughs> i feel so seen yeah so called out or like maybe a gay camp conversionist <laughs> like something like that like that's very like your aesthetic yeah. like mm. oh it's very it's out there yeah it's, oh, yes. it's undeniable yeah but it's... you do love tailoring I do. I do love a tailored yeah. shirt, a tailored fit, you know, the color combinations of just matching colors. It's just, oh, it it's beautiful. Makes my world go round. And so <laughs> imagine that if you will. And then imagine this person who is quite lanky. Yep. I would say you're, you're quite lanky. And yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's great. You have beautiful features. I think you're stunning. But you do have quite lanky and there's mm. often that association in your mind that like people who are like well tailored, 
lanky, mm. a bit more squarish. Mm. They aren't good dancers because I don't know. In my mind, I just think nerd. Yeah, like stereotypical yeah. nerd from like freaks and geeks, like mm. that kind of like vibe. Yeah, but you can bust a move. You can throw <laughs> it back. If anyone ever wants to see Louis throw it back, you can throw it With back and then the stuff. little booty that I have. <laughs> I, can, I try my best. No, it's honestly so impressive. And like you can crump, like you can do all of that. And so when I when you're saying like you're doing like cultural dancing, I'm like, mm. of course. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, it was it was quite an experience and and something that I miss to be honest. Um, when is the last time you thought you've well, what well, not thought, but like when's the last time you've probably did like some cultural dancing? Oof, gosh, it would have been like wait, how old am I now? Uh yeah, like Oh my god, that is so real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 87 years old. Once you, um, I think once you get past like maybe 21, mm, 23. Actually, you know what? I think yeah, once you get I've past 23, counting. you're like, <sighs> had my you know quarter life crisis, and now I've just stopped counting. <laughs> now it's just like, what's it biannually? Now I'm just ready for retirement, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, but as for um, cultural dancing. Um, yeah, dang. Um, I think the last time was maybe back in 2016, I'd say. That's a long um, time ago. Yeah. Um, but We were in uni then. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, or did you just finish high school? Because I was in uni then. Yeah, I, I think I started... Ooh, I, I went to like a... Um, what, what even was it? It was at Macquarie Uni. Uh, I think it was right before uni at UTS started for me. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I don't know, a recruitment sort of day or something. And we were, yeah, dear God. Um, okay, it sounds interesting. Yes, yeah. yes. But um, yeah, apart from that, um, it, yeah, must have been like 10, 12 years ago. And, you know, if I, if I may... Mm. Yeah. you know, talk about this, um, mm. about your... Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> about your... Sorry. So I'm trans. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, brother boy over here. Um, but, yeah, it's um, even back then in relation to dance as well. Yeah, because um, that's what I was going to ask about. Like, mm. that must be... Now, it must be really sort of confusing where you 100%. kind of fit in there. But, yeah. like back then as mm. a young person who mm. isn't openly trans yet or hasn't discovered that that mm. part of themselves yet yeah because for yeah. you it was a bit of journey right yeah yeah um so i guess in terms of yeah dang um gender like sexual identity um alongside cultural identity has been such a mind you know a mind Puzzle. Puzzle, yes. Yeah. Try not to Try swear. Not to swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a whirlwind, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, and just trying to, you know, like find, you know, find myself within, you know, my multiple, you know, identities mm. um, and, and communities that I belong to. And um, yeah, when it comes to dance, like I, you know, I grew up assigned female at birth and um and it was you know I had still found connection and community and you know and 
you know, I guess just connection overall um, within dance. Mm. Um, even though occasionally I'd be like, oh, you know, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when, you know, when dance is so like gendered as well. Yeah. Like a lot of indigenous culture Mm. is so gendered. Like that is the genuine truth of it. And Mm. especially when you dance, you're supposed to evoke this spirit and the essence Mm. of the story you're trying to tell. And Mm. usually it's, it's gendered. Mm. And so if you're dancing as like, you're supposed to be doing like women's business dance yep. mm. that can feel what i would imagine really mm. strange within your body mm. yeah yeah 100 percent. and i um definitely had you know like countless moments where you know i'd be i'd be dancing and i'd be you know like literally feeling like embodied within like and connected with spirit and like and my ancestors and it was such like a powerful like thing for me but then having that you know having that disassociative I guess like mm. element to it because I'm like okay well I'm not dancing like dancing right now is not about me it's about connecting you know with yeah, yeah um with my ancestors in that way um and and storytelling mm. so I kind of just put myself aside and my identity and what I was feeling. And then it would only be like after the fact, after a dance or, you know, when, you know, we'd all just be together and I'd have that sort of those moments of going, oh, I, you know, I want to learn like, you know, men's business. I want to learn, you know, like, men's like dancers yeah. and and you know even just like shake a leg and like all that sort of stuff <laughs> like honestly i would love to see you shake a leg <laughs> with those like long with these chicken legs yeah. yeah honestly but um yeah and so it um it always felt like yeah such a um it was just yeah such a tricky thing for me to mm-hmm. um yeah just a process essentially and and just go oh okay like it's not it's not my place to you know to learn um you know men's business or or be Mm -hmm. a part of that even though deep down I felt like I I needed to um to have that connection but yeah it's it's always really tricky yeah it's Mm. it's never Mm. cut and dry and I often Mm. find that like when you're trying to have those kinds of cultural conversations with mm. people who aren't indigenous but mm. are queer or genderqueer, mm. it's a really difficult conversation to mm. have because, mm. you know, where where does culture stop for them? Yeah. And where does culture stop for you? And mm. does it ever stop? Like it's mm. it's really tricky. Do you have you ever had moments where like you just have had conversations with people who are non-Indigenous or Mm. specifically, you know, people who, I guess, are more Western. Yeah, 100%. Western and, like, having those really Western values and Mm. usually as queer people quite staunch in Mm. those values Mm. and trying to break barriers and activism. Have you ever had those moments where you were like, I'm I'm actually just taking a more passive approach yep. to my identity right now because mm. I understand it in a different cultural way. Mm. Um, have you ever had those moments? Yeah, yeah. I've had multiple, you know, multiple occasions where I've had to, you know, had to explain that, you know, it's 
you know, whether it's, you know, times where I'm like, it's just not my place to, you know, to open up, um, you know, or, you know, actively um, go against, you know, cultural practices. Mm Because I'm like, that's, you know, that's our history. That's our, you know, like, that's our law, essentially. But, like, uh, it's, um, it's tricky to have those conversations with those people because I'm like it's I understand where you're coming from and I you know of course like you know break the you know gender binary and all of you know like (laughs) let's go but you um, will not put me in a box (laughs) I am the box (laughs) yeah yeah legit um and yeah but I guess you know it's Mm. It's yeah. You you kind of feel tricky. powerless in those yeah. in those instances because they're like, and okay, well, do why you don't feel you? like you have to pick between those sides? Because, mm. um, like, obviously, well, not obviously. I mean, I'm not genderqueer myself. Um, I'm AFAD, so I'm assigned female at birth, and I'm I'm very comfortable with that. And like, I don't mm. see myself being any other kind of way, but. Um, there's also there's always these conversations around the intersectionality between being a woman and mm. being a cultural woman, and there's like expectations yeah. that are put on myself as a cultural woman first, and then also there's that idea of like breaking barriers for women and like um, mm. sexual liberation, or you know there are certain practices that we do that isn't considered culturally appropriate. I mean. I have an arranged marriage. I'm not going to do. <laughs> no, thank you. I will not do my arranged marriage. But I mm. do understand that there is a cultural aspect to that. Mm. And sometimes when I have those conversations with like pretty hardcore feminists, um, and I consider myself a feminist, more of a womanist, to be honest, uh, there's, also, there's always this sort of like, well, just change it. Just change it. Change exactly. it. Like, you should just change it. I'm like, mm. there's so much that has been changed in my culture already. And I don't want to be yeah. the reason why I'm losing that. And I always feel like a little bit of a sense of guilt, even though mm. I'm like, I oh, know damn well I'm not going to marry that person. Yeah. You're not going to force me to marry that person. Mm. You know, F that for a joke. But <laughs> I don't want to be told yeah. by somebody who's not from my community. And yeah. so do you often feel like that mm. idea of like having to... I guess essentially pick who mm. you're going to be that day. Yeah, yeah. It's um uh, it's it's so interesting I guess having those conversations because there's so much nuance to it and there's so many layers, there's so many, you know, like existing It's never cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. And even just thinking about it, you're just like, "Oh dang, okay, well, you know, sure." Like from uh, you know a uh, from from my stance right mm-hmm. i'll i'll be like okay like i i want to learn you know men's business but is that like appropriate is that appropriate yeah. is that is that even allowed is exactly yeah and well even for example um going to um like like women's places as well mm. like whether it's you know like up um you know just going to the botanical gardens and stuff and knowing that that's like oh okay i 
I honestly don't feel like that's that's a space for me anymore. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting sort of um, I don't know space to put myself in and yeah. go. Okay, where where am I allowed to be and allowed to feel connected to um, in both like a cultural um, aspect, um, but then also. Um, what oh, what am I trying to say? No, I like, think I, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, so for people who are listening, um, who are listening in, there is a thing within um, Australian Aboriginal culture specifically of mm. men's business and women's business and mm. everything is gendered. Like mm. literally everything mm. is gendered. Like the way you would understand um, Spanish language where you would say maybe la or le it's sort of the same way in terms of the whole existence of indigenous culture where certain trees belong to certain women, mm. certain flowers belong to certain men. And, you know, there are actions, there are rights. There are even times of day and night where they are gendered. And for somebody like you who, are, who doesn't necessarily fit the, I don't want to say typical, but the heteronormative mm idea of masculine or feminine mm. it can be really challenging mm. because how do you exist in a cultural world where mm. it can be really black and white yeah, yeah exactly yeah and you know then I try and think of what what my role within community would be and you know I I love creating I love mm -hmm. you know I love you know back in the day when we'd be weaving and like and all of these like nurturing sort of like aspects of um, cultural connection and just like, you know, and even within like, um, you know, women's spaces, um, women's like meetings as well. Like we, you know, we had such a, a beautiful connection there with each other and, you know, um, but then I think, okay, well, what what would it look like for me to you know join mm. um in men's business you know yeah and would that be something that i'm comfortable with would yeah. that be something that i felt like i could engage in and it's it's interesting to think about whether that would feel right for me yeah cuz like also you know, you're also at the age where um, you should have either just done initiation. If, mm -hmm. you know, if you were born um, assigned male at birth, yep. you would have done an initiation by now or mm. you would have just been doing it because it's a little bit more, it's a bit more acceptable to do it now as like mm. a middle 20 year old or something like that. Yeah. And there are specific rituals that you know, revolve around having a physical penis. Mm. And when you don't have that, mm. or, you know, it, it can be really hard because like, when, exactly. What like, do you do? Yeah. You when you, when, <laughs> what do you do if you actually yeah. can't be physically initiated because you don't have that? Mm. And that would be really challenging. And, you know, I, I commend you for, being able to even operate in this space and even have this conversation because it, mm. it's it's so tricky and it's a conversation mm. we 
don't often have. Yeah, yeah. And um, and also, mm, sorry, sorry to cut you. Um, <laughs> but I think it's also important because you are, um, is it F to M? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. F to M and mm. we don't often hear this side of the story as a brother boy. Mm. Um, yeah. in, in these indigenous spaces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the intersection between, you know, like being trans, being indigenous, like it's, yeah, you don't, you don't often, I don't know, like I, I, I never hear like people discussing these sort of issues. Um, really openly specifically, as well. Yeah, specifically like trans men or trans masculine people as well. Mm. Um, because often, you know, like we... Um, we We've got a very proud titter girl. Yeah, yeah, and you know. rightfully so. Like, I mean, and they're fabulous. And oh my gosh, how like <laughs> how could you not like want to make space for you know yeah, for like, our sister girls? Like, it Tiwi Island has mm. the most trans people mm. per capita in Australia, and that's an indigenous community. Mm. Like, that's yeah. insane. That's. Oh. It's insane. phenomenal. It's, and it's beautiful. Like, yeah. if mm. anything, that should technically be our queer capital. Mm. Oh, yes. I mean, imagine that. Just like Tiwi <laughs> Islands. Queer capital. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. we don't often hear this side of the story. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I guess I've sort of accepted um, that, you know, even though, you know, I'm a trans man, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel most comfortable with, I guess, like within a cultural aspect, I feel most comfortable with, um, with women, like in women's spaces. Mm. But I, of course, have to make, you know, like make affordances in a way yeah. um, that, you know, make you know, our, you know, femme queens, our, you know. <laughs> femme queen <laughs> yeah, realness. Yeah, legit. Our, you know, our, like, women's spaces still feel, you know. Mm. Uh, it's, it's tricky. It is it's, tricky, but this is where I think mm. um, sort of our, our titter girl culture comes mm. through. Mm. And I think, I think it is so important to still maintain titter culture because it is so specifically ours and so specifically unique. But I also think, I don't know about you, but I think we are adopting a very Western Americanized titter girl culture. Mm. And we're losing a lot of our own history, our own indigenous queer history. Mm. Um, Cause like I was talking to my uncle the other day and my uncle is like they like to call themselves the 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 queen of the fairies. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like very much we like love. like auntie. Like that's how he calls mm. himself. Auntie. Which I think is great. Mm. Like it's so unashamedly themselves and I, mm. I love that and but we were talking about like I guess queerness in indigenous spaces and like mm. I guess queer indigenous history. Mm. And he's like you know what, girl? I don't know why all these all these young ones are talking about mothers and fathers. That's that's their mother. They belong to this house. That was never ours. <laughs> we had grand dames. 
And when he said that, like, my whole body sort of, like, vibrated. And I was like, what? A grand dame. And he goes, oh, yeah, darling, grand dames. And so, I don't know. I think there is such a beauty within having and specifically mm. Indigenous queer culture. But I think we're losing it. Mm. I don't know about you, but have you... Mm. Do you feel that? I mean, you didn't grow up queer. I grew up queer mm. in, like, very openly queer spaces. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> about you. I think... Um yeah, dang. Uh, growing up on the Central Coast really was not not the uh, not queer capital that we would hope it would yeah, be. Um, yeah, definitely not walking down, mm-mm. listening to, I don't know, yeah. I know Kylie Minogue <laughs> at like full blast, <laughs> little gold short shorts. Oh, if only. Oh, my word. Oh, that would have been... <laughs> <laughs> that would have changed everything. <laughs> uh, I would have came out years ago. Um. <laughs> the glass. I was at the closet. Would have been made of glass. <laughs> yes. Honestly, no. It's um. Yeah, I. Mm. Um, but we're talking about like Central Coast. Oh my word. And being queer and being yeah. visibly queer and mm. you know that's a dangerous thing to be. I would say. Mm. I'll just say it. One hundred percent. It would have been like quite yeah. dangerous back then, oh, especially. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, gosh, like, just thinking about even, you know, even thinking about being queer, like, it was, it was such a no-no, um, <laughs> it was such a, ooh, we don't, we don't discuss that, even though, you know, like, my parents were, you know, always really, like, really accepting, would, you know, love me for who I am, no matter what, like, yeah. all of that all that jazz um, but it doesn't stop from the overall community really mm-hmm. having an opinion because yeah. you know i think people yeah. forget the power of community and mm. society yeah and it's scary sometimes yeah, exactly even like even going back to the central coast i think with um my you know first girlfriend at the time like when i went th- <laughs> when I was femme. Um. <laughs> um. It's so funny. It's like, I forget. Mm. And I've known you when you were in your femme era. Yeah, I was like, oof, in my heels, honey. Oh, my word. Take me back, but, you know, without the gender. Um, so. yeah. <laughs> Just like... You know, now with a bit more chest hair. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's hot. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> chest hair and heels. Let's go. Um, I think it's in. That's, that's such a vibe. It's like, what is yeah. it? It's the summer trend. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, clutching me pearls and everything. Great. <laughs> <laughs> love that. But, oh my gosh. What? Oh, yes. Well. Yeah. We, back to um, Yes. Back to, you know, heading to the Central Coast with my, you know, first first girlfriend at the time when I... Um, you know, just came out as gay, um, never lesbian because I wasn't a lesbian. Um, really? Gosh, you never. Yeah, you were just like I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, which was which was interesting. Now I'm like, "Mm, okay, because you know, it's because I'm a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah, why I never really yeah felt comfy with with the term lesbian, but for myself, such um, a it's such a feminine word. I love it. Like, I love I think it now, it's great. just not for myself. Um, the island of Lesbos. Oh, yeah. Where Sappho Beauty, she's lives. Mm. And Sappho's oh, like, also sapphic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Language. <laughs> love it to society. 
Oh, but, like, gosh. It's so funny. Mm. You've probably been, like, telling yourself mm. subconsciously mm. that you were like, oh, honey. Honey, yeah. I. But yeah, you didn't even realise it. Yeah, I could never um, call myself that or, you know, and claim that, that label mm. for myself. Um, but I guess, yeah, going to Central Coast with my first girlfriend at the time was, yeah, dang. Like, the amount of, like, death stares. Like, it was horrendous. <laughs> and this was what? Like, 20, 2017? Yeah, like... Like, that's not that long ago, babes. No. Like, <laughs> like, what is it? Like, seven years ago, six years yeah. ago, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, and I was, you know, on the bus, like, feeling very, very uncomfortable. Just going, oh my gosh, like, like this isn't... This doesn't feel safe. Um, like, I feel like being queer mm. has only been, like, cool for the last five years. Mm. Like, really? Yeah, it's... Thankfully, you know, it's... It's becoming socially acceptable to <laughs> in, in the bubbles that we're yeah. in, that's for sure. Um, but yes, context for, yeah, for that, I guess. The inner West bubble is... Oh, it's so real. Oh, it's, it's literally it's so real. It's crazy. It's so cozy in here. Um, <laughs> Feel seen. <laughs> we're everywhere. Yeah, but... Like, it's um, literally insane. Yeah, and it's... But as soon as you get it's out of so the bubble, different. yeah, it's it's not cool. Yeah, it's have you been quite shocking to be honest. Back recently, yeah, um, you know, gotta love um, going back to you know see family for funerals. Um, so that was oh, okay. fun. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to hear that. By the way, that's okay. Uh, we've. You know, we've mended. We've been cocooning for <laughs> for a solid amount of time to process it all. Um, and, yeah, to grieve, you know. But, um, yeah, going back, I guess now, like, seeing family um, and reconnecting, it feels a lot different now that I'm going as, you know, as me, you know, feeling, like, authentically myself. Um, even is though this the first time you're like fully back, like in this new era that you're mm. in, this mm. new phase <laughs> of the moon. I'm in my gentle chaos era. <laughs> <laughs> Someone um, play the flea bag f- uh, oh theme song. <laughs> yes, I've watched that recently. It's so good. It's so good. It's oh so my good. gosh, I need to rewatch. Um, but oh my word, you know. I- <laughs> Occasionally, you know, even going back now, um, you know, like all my family knows like what's gosh, it's recently my five year five year anniversary on testosterone. What? I know. It's like a I know. How long have I known it's you surreal. for? Since yeah, 2016, 2017. How long's that? I'm not good at maths. Please don't make Quick me do quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm panicking, I'm literally panicking. Is that seven years? Yeah. Oh my god, I've nearly known you for a decade! What the Let's go! What the heck? Yes, honestly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Congratulations. I met you, babes. I've got you, babe. (laughs) Wait, what's um what's a five year anniversary gift? It it gives 
you know, just a pat on the shoulder for myself. Okay, <laughs> I love that. No, isn't it like a thing? Like five years, like, I don't know, first year. Five years year. on testosterone. On like, testosterone. <laughs> can't even pronounce it properly. Testosterone. Testosterone. Um, no, like, like isn't a really it? nice pasta, to be honest. What's that? Oh, yeah. Like a, a bow tie pasta. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Can we make that? Let's make testimony from scratch. <laughs> that's actually, that. I think that's, that's so beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm yeah. actually looking up, um, what is it, five year anniversary? Mm. This is my voice, five years on two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of videos, um, yeah, that I've watched of, yeah, um, of transformations. Has, right now, you are in mm. your. So traditionally, you would be receiving wood. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, giving or receiving? Wait, <laughs> receiving, receiving. Oh, I love that for me. Yeah, I love yay. that for you too. I'm in my bottom arrow. Oh my yeah. god, yes. <laughs> um, but in modern times, it's silverware. Mm. So, oh, very nice. Which, but like next year, I think is really cute. Traditionally, mm. you would have mm. gotten. Uh, like candy, like lollies. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, nice. And then you, oh, yeah. in the modern times, you would have been receiving that wood. <laughs> I don't know. So you get double wood. <laughs> the next two years, yeah. it's just wood all round. Yes, I'm kind of no, into that. that. I love that for me. Hell yeah! But our anniversary gift, mm. if we were so to give it, sorry, mm. this is like very exciting to me. <laughs> like not it. me and like. My what is it? My neurodivergent brain being mm. like. Anyway, we've got to talk about this now. <laughs> let's discuss gifts. <laughs> yeah, let's discuss gifts. We don't worry. We'll get back to the hard, heavy questions. But this is this is important. Um, we'll be receiving wool, copper, Ooh. or brass or mm. desk sets. Ooh, Ooh some smiggle. Luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Just very, like, you know, it's very cute of us. But anyway, back to identity. Mm. Who is she? Mm. Oh, sorry. Who who is is they? Mm. Yeah. Who is he, they? (laughs) Honey. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, I guess. Dang. Mm. There's so much to discuss with, yeah, with identity, with whether it's, you know, being trans, whether it's being, you know, like AFAB, um, whether it's on like a, in a cultu- uh, cultural sense as well. Like, yeah. Do so you many, find yourself, mm. um, I don't know, I think this is me personally, this is like mm. me talking about myself because I'm whatever, but, um, you know, with a voice that's coming up and like, mm. I guess there is a, a lot more prominence in terms of like politics mm. and mm. you know in an era where you have to be seen mm. being political does that ever get tiring for you like i mean i get really tired of it and mm. it's i'm only tired because of the amount of races mm. that are like people who are just like anti whatever they want to be that day yeah just having a go you're like oh my god can can we not just exist peacefully yes, i don't know please. can we just Does that sit ever... around have a yarn that's not going to be you know like exhausting and yeah. and like, draining and why do i have to explain why my existence mm. should matter exactly yeah. yeah can't i just 
exist <laughs> please Can I just be like happy like i literally exactly. don't know mm. you mm. karen <laughs> so stop asking me yeah it's um yeah it's it's surreal um it's definitely exhausting um just existing to be honest oh gotta love that um but i mean i don't know it's there is there is power to you know being passive yeah at times especially Mm -hmm. for self-preservation um and you know and then of course when you're ready then you can you know have you know open and honest conversations um with people that you know like don't necessarily understand you or like or where you come from or your experience um and you know even if they're you know completely invalidating Mm -hmm. your you know identity just existence yeah like thanks for that yeah it's like oh okay cool so (laughs) (laughs) well i'm here exactly what's gonna stop me from not being here um Mm. yeah do you ever feel like you have to be the spokesperson for Mm. all your identities i mean yeah. I often feel that just by being yeah. a woman or being indigenous. Actually, mm. not so much as being a woman, surprisingly. Mm. Rarely get asked about being a woman. Mm. But I think that's intersectionality and mm. another conversation yep. altogether. <laughs> but um, mm. at least about being indigenous. Like, mm. do you ever feel like you have to be the representation of be- not only being indigenous, but also specifically being genderqueer being mm. transmasculine mm. yeah 100 percent. i um yeah i constantly feel like you know the lack of representation is you know is horrendous um but so i don't know it kind of puts that pressure on mm-hmm. um to be like okay well if there you know it's no representation or you know if there's limited representation um and if I, you know, don't see my, like, my own story, my own, like, identity out there, then I may as well, you know, step into that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The added pressure that, you know, like, because on, it is. on myself. It's, it's a yeah. lot of pressure to yeah. be the spokesperson. To be that representation. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's not necessarily mm. one that you've even asked for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just, I'm, oh gosh, unfortunately, I'm a chronic oversharer um, in every aspect. I mean, of I love being. that, to be honest. Like, I feel so seen in that. Same. Like, <laughs> like what yeah. else am I going to be? Exactly. I'm not going to tell you my whole life story. I think mm. that's like, mm. what is it? It's um, queer, like like queer getting to know each other it's mm, queer bonding the, yeah the trauma dumping yeah. <laughs> the, the trauma bonding yeah, yeah. um <laughs> gotta love um yeah it's um gosh I often get into you know really like really vulnerable spaces when when chatting with like yeah. friends with when chatting with family um because of like you know my identity because of my experience or or whatever Mm -hmm. like it may be but like or even just oh gosh um i mean you could just be at a party and then all of a sudden mm. you're just like 
Anyway, let me tell you about this one time. Yes. <laughs> Which Honestly. I think is kind of great. Mm. I think there's something so powerful in just being a bit of a chronic oversharer mm. sometimes. Mm. I think it's like a very Western idea of like keeping your cards to yourself because mm. somebody's out to get you because yeah. it's a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. And like... Yeah. And sometimes know. it really bites you in the yeah. behind. Um, <laughs> trying not to swear. Sorry. No, I love that. Oh. It's very cute. <laughs> but no, it's... it's, mm. it's I don't know. I think once you start to like deconstruct mm. all that, like why, why don't you want to understand the person that you're mm. spending time with? Like yeah. even if it's like two minutes mm. of like... I want to know everything about you because it, mm. I think it allows you to open up an ax, uh, a point in yourself to mm. create more space for learning and a, mm. and a hunger for deep understanding, which mm. I think a lot of people don't want anymore. Exactly. Because yeah. there's like an oversaturation of information on the internet. People mm. are feeling scared about their own identity, like mm. in a traditional cishet sort of way where yeah. they're like, the mm. queers are coming to get us. <laughs> and yes, we are. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Those drag queens are trying to make our kids gay because they want to read them some bedtime stories. Let them do it. <laughs> hell, hell. And, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, maybe they just want to have like a little bit of color in yeah. their life. Jeez. Yeah, Nobody maybe wants they... to live in the gray, <laughs> min- was it millennial sort of like Christian autumn girl aesthetic? We mm. don't need that all the time. Yeah, time honestly. and place. Yes, time and place, babes, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> you know, some of us just want to be, you know, reading uh, bloody, uh, you know, the rainbow fish or, you know, like yeah, some <laughs> hungry of us, caterpillar to I kids. You know, that is the most wholesome experience. Like even just like reading to my niece. Oh my gosh. It is I so precious. That. And I love it. And, See, you know, I grew up with let that. the queens do it, honestly. I grew up being taken <laughs> That's care political. of like, by all mm. the queens. Like, I, mm. I'm the product of what happens when you grow up queer <laughs> around them queers. I'm that person. Mm-hmm. And, and look at you, nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> Let's I'm go. I'm here living my best life. Yes. And I understand a lot of different mm. perspectives because of that. Mm. And I'm able to make friends with a lot of people. But mm. it's just fun. Like... Mm. I don't know why you would ever want to stop yourself from being able to love somebody. Exactly. Like, how how hard is it, you know, just to let people, you know, let people live. Yeah, let people uh, live. <laughs> let people love. Like, mm, exactly. And, like, you're cutting yourself off for an opportunity to be mm. loved. Mm, exactly. And that's, to me, yeah. that's the most insane thing about sort of... Self-sabotage. The hate that's going yeah. on about people who are just like... I don't like you. Yeah. Because you're different. Yeah. People just need therapy. Yeah. Um. So trauma, <laughs> trauma dump. Yes. Yeah. Trauma dump. Engage <laughs> in those spaces. Honestly. Be out. Be loud. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh gosh. And I guess sometimes it's just really hard to give yourself the permission to take up space in, you that know. That is so true. Yeah. That is so real. Like I... Even if it's, you know, just having open and honest conversations, like having that space to and creating that safe space to to have those conversations with people. And Whew. yeah, damn. Gave me goosebumps on my word. Um, Look at us having Tito conversations. <laughs> yeah. This is the Tito Chronicles. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Watch out. But I think that's mm. it's amazing what we can, I guess, have a conversation mm. 
about when we're allowed to be so authentically black and so mm. authentically ourselves mm. we can have spaces like this particular thing which mm. is a blackout pirate radio yeah and we just talk about being black and whatever that means to the individual oh my god there's a bush turkey song oh my word. <laughs> Out here in Sydney. Oh my god. I know. Sydney's, Wait, where? It was like walking on the wall. I don't know why or what possessed my mind to look into the trees and try and find it. No, it was. It was. It was in the tree? Well, okay. It was, no, it was on the wall. Oh. Okay. But sorry. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, this, two neurodivergent is, titters. Yeah, two neurodivergent <laughs> titters. We have a very low oh, concentration, Lord. but also love to trauma dial mm. and just mm. be unapologetically black. Yeah. And this is Black Radio. And I'm joined by Louis Godblood. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Louis Gold... No! God Godbold. It's yeah. really hard it for is. me to say. Yeah. It's, I a, think it's a strong last name, I'll, I have to admit. Um, but it, I think it's the double O. Like, it's mm. God. Bold. Bold. Yeah. 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 It um Yeah, I've gotten a lot of variations of people <laughs> trying to I think I'm like when I first met you, I was like Louis Goldbloom. Goldbloom. <laughs> Is he queer? Is he one of us? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's so um, exciting. And thank you so mm. much for joining us. Um we'll you'll be back later mm. on to have a little discussion around filmmaking oh yes how exciting sure oh yeah. yes <laughs> and all of the creative endeavors we'll be uh, we'll be getting into all right thank you louis so much